0: What is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your other host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West.
1: It is our one-year pod today. We started our podcast on December 31st, 2018. So we thought we'd do a fun Q&A episode instead of a normal episode to send off the decade and our first year as podcasters.
0: But before we get into today's episode, we have to give thanks to people who left us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much to Natalie from Lexington, Kentucky, and Lizzie from Phoenix, Arizona.
1: Thank you, Raphael from Los Angeles, and Patty, also from Los Angeles.
0: And a big thanks to Gabby from Kent, Washington, Fabie from Waxahachie, Texas, and Allie from Canada.
1: And thank you so much to our new patrons, Jane, Sandy, and Heath's amazing mom, Beatrice.
0: She was so excited to become a patron, she sent me, literally sent me a text message of a picture of her waving and smiling.
1: It was really cute. If you guys want to join our Patreon and get access to bonus episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash going west podcast. We just released a brand new bonus episode on the Jinx, Robert Durst. So please go check that out. It's an awesome, crazy episode.
0: Also, just a few more reminders before we get into the episode today. We still have merch up in our merch store, and right now we're doing 25% off everything in the merch store for our one-year pot So head over there, check out that stuff. And also, if you're planning on going to CrimeCon in 2020 uh, in Orlando, Florida, make sure you go over to CrimeCon.com, use our promo code WEST20 to get 10% off your standard badge.
1: Yeah, and if you guys want that 25% off of merch, it's going until January 2nd, and the code is New Year, no spaces.
0: Alright, guys. Well, you know what it is? Let's get into today's episode. This is episode 51 of Going West. Let's get into it.
1: First of all, thank you guys so much for submitting your questions over social media. Our first question we got asked by a lot of people. It's how did you guys meet and how long have you known each other?
0: Well, I guess I'll start off. Daphne and I actually met on Tinder. Womp womp.
1: Believe it or not.
0: (laughs) We did. We did. We actually have only known each other since we met on Tinder, which was about two years ago.
1: Yeah, we met in February of 2018. We went to a bar. It was a very interesting date, and I was actually visiting Oregon because my dad lives there. That's where Heath is from, and we met at a bar, and we hit it off.
0: Honestly, I'm actually scared for Daphne because literally she had never met me before, but she came to my house on the first night like, are you trying to get murdered?
1: I was nervous. Like, we were going to meet at a bar in this town that I had only been to once. I had just gotten into town a few days earlier from England, and I was visiting my dad, and I just wanted to meet new people while I was there, and... We went to a bar and well, yeah, we went to Heath's apartment first because I was like, I don't know where we're going to go. I felt awkward meeting him somewhere in person, which do not take that tip. Do not go to someone's house when you meet them for the first time. It's very dangerous. But I told all my friends where I was going. All my friends have my tracker on find my friends. So I wasn't that scared because I was like, this is where I'm going. This is his address. This is what he looks like. But yeah, Heath's Tinder profile said something about how he loved horror movies in Halloween. And so obviously had to meet him.
0: And honestly, still scary.
1: (laughs) Whatever. It worked out. He didn't kill me.
0: So the next question that we got was from Paris and Christina. And they asked, what has been your favorite case that you guys have covered?
1: Honestly, my favorite is probably the first one that we ever covered, which was Brandon Swanson. I really want to redo that episode in the future because I re-listened to it a few weeks ago and we were so awkward and I was just like oh god this is so bad so I really want to redo it because it's such a crazy case and I think that's probably probably has to be my favorite one
0: I'm honestly not sure what my favorite case is so far that we've covered I think that I think that each case kind of has its own thing I would kind of agree with you that maybe our first case, just because there was so much excitement, like this is our first episode.
1: And that was the case that I had been wanting to start a podcast for a while, and that was the case that I always wanted to cover the most because it's just mind-blowing. And, I mean, like Heath said, all of the cases we cover are crazy in their own way, and they always reel us in. So, But I would probably say Brandon Swanson.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say... Probably the unsolved or slash missing person cases, just because they always boggle my mind and I'm always trying to find the answers to something that I can't find the answers to.
1: I totally agree. So the next question is from Barb and Barb asks, do you guys do any traveling to do research or is it mostly internet based? We traveled once. (laughs) It was when we were living in Oregon, though, and it was in Oregon, like 25 minutes away. It was for the Diane Downs episode. And yeah, other than that, we have always just used the internet because it has so many resources. So the next
0: question that we have is, what do you guys do for work?
1: A lot of you guys ask that. Um, Heath and I actually both work at bakeries part-time and we do the podcast. So
0: yeah, we both just work at small bakeries and we we really enjoy the work that we do. Obviously, going west is our main gig, but... Uh, We enjoy being at the bakeries as well.
1: Yeah, it's fun. We always have dessert, and every time we go places, we both bring a shit ton of dessert, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, our friends definitely love us, but probably only for our dessert.
1: So the next question is by Vanessa. She asked, what advice would you give to someone wanting to start a podcast? So, I mean, starting a podcast really isn't that hard. You just need time and decent equipment, you know, just Put some money into a microphone or two, however many people you have. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. Go on Craigslist even. That's, that's what I did when we got our first mics. And learn how to use some kind of software. We use GarageBand still. And I've, I'm just really good with computers. And I just figured out GarageBand, even though it's super freaking easy. You don't need to be good at computers. And we just figured it out. It was really not hard.
0: I'm just so good with computers you toot that horn a little bit more? I am. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Now, my advice that I would give you guys is, well, first of all, be passionate about what you guys are talking about. So, I mean, if the passion really isn't there for the content that you're trying to create, then your listeners aren't going to buy into what you're talking about. They're not going to care. So definitely be passionate about that. And on top of that, I would say, like prepare yourself, put together a schedule because it is hard to find the time to do the podcasting if you're working full time or if you've got other things going on. I would say make sure you put aside the time to do it.
1: Definitely. And like Keith said about finding an interesting subject that you are passionate about is really important and make sure that you can talk enough about that topic because we put like tens of hours a week into the show and researching stuff. So make sure that you actually care about what you're talking about and you want to like delve into it every single week forever.
0: And one last thing, if you're trying to make this a profession, don't skim on your editing. Make sure you put a lot of time into that because the sound quality is important. A lot of people asked us what made us want to start a true crime podcast in the first place. So take it away, Daphne.
1: So my mom's sister was actually murdered. She disappeared in the early 80s. We presume that she was murdered, and we're pretty sure we know who did it. But her case, her name is Carol Woolsoncroft, is so crazy. And I've spent so many years of my life looking into it and talking to my mom and my grandma about it and just seeing the way that it's affected their lives. I mean, they're still such positive people. I really look up to them for being the way that they are after going through something like what they went through. But I have always been interested in true crime because of her case. And so just listening to true crime podcasts for years, I always wanted to start one about my Aunt Carol. And I still really want to do that. But I thought it would be easier to maybe start with a general true crime podcast first. So that's something I've wanted to do for a long time. And after Heath and I started dating, I knew that he was really into true crime too. And so, yeah, that's how we kind of started it just from that.
0: Yeah, I definitely got into true crime because my mom, she was always watching 2020 or Dateline and just she was always watching these shows. So as a young kid, I would sit on the couch and watch the shows with her. And that was like kind of something that we just did together. And then coming to find out that Daphne actually had a passion and and an interest in true crime, I thought, well, you know, maybe we should just do something with this.
1: Yeah. And we, for Christmas last year, I got Heath a microphone because he's also a musician. And then we were kind of talking about it. And I was joking with my sister when I bought his microphone, like, oh, maybe he'll finally start a true crime podcast with me. And then literally three days later, we started a true crime podcast. It was just like that. Another question we got was from Samantha. And she asked, do you think you can get away with murder based on how much you know now? I didn't want to be a murderer before, and I definitely don't want to be one now because it's so hard to get away with it, especially in this day and age with all the technology. I couldn't get away with it, and I think that people getting away with murder is coming to an end. Like, it's You're not going to be able to get away with it anymore because of technology.
0: Right. We have genealogy testing and all sorts of DNA testing. Security,
1: that, cameras.
0: Right. it's It's just... Honestly, I would never want to get away with murder. But to be honest with you, I don't think nowadays people have the ability to do it as much as they did before we had all this technology.
1: And thank God.
0: So Jessica asked us, what are your interests outside of podcasting?
1: So another passion of mine is cooking. I became vegan last year with Heath. And after that, you know, you just kind of have to cook for yourself a lot more because there's not that many options outside of your home. So I started cooking a lot and now I love it. My dad's dad is a French chef. And so he's always inspired me too. And so I really want to have vegan cookbooks and I want to have a wine brand. I love wine. I'm really passionate about wine. I want to do a lot of things other than having a podcast, but yeah, I love cooking. We love going out to concerts and I love traveling to Europe, especially.
0: Daphne is one of those people that like once she gets an idea in her mind, she's going to start like, I mean, honestly, like she's got labels already ready to go for cheese brands, wine brands, vegan cheese, of course, whatever, everything you could think of. She's actually currently writing a recipe book so she can create her own cookbook.
1: I come up with business ideas all the time. I came up with two this week that I just once I think of something, <laughs> I also do graphic design. So I just design it or I come up with it or I start to create it. Like I just go crazy for that kind of thing. So
0: that's uh, one of the biggest reasons why I fell in love with Daphne in the first place, because I feel like oh my God. she's a motivating person. And I like that. I would say my interest outside of podcasting would be Eventually, I'd like to start a horror series or write a screenplay for a horror movie. I'm a big, huge horror buff. Um, It's a big passion of mine. So I'd like to one day do that. But aside from that, I'm kind of a big beer guy. So I'm into a lot of different types of beer. So basically, beer, horror movies, and music.
1: You guys have to check out Heath's Music. It's under ghostly.la on Instagram. He's so good. He's been working on that on the side a lot and really trying to get some music out. He came out with a song called Devil You Know. It's on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to music. Ghostly. So good.
0: Uh, She's trying to make me blush now. It's not that good, but you guys can still check it out if you want to.
1: Go do it. Lilia asks, has the podcast brought you closer together? So Heath and I actually started living together like two months after we started dating because I had nowhere else to live because I was just staying in Oregon. So he's like, why don't you just move in?
0: I just picked up this drifter on the side of the road and was like, hey, you should live with me.
1: Pretty much. So we were, I mean, we've been living together since before we started the podcast. And because of this, I think we spend more time together because this is our passion project and we spend so much time on it that we are kind of forced to be together more. So it's definitely brought us closer together for sure.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I feel a lot closer with Daphne just working on something together. But at the same time, it is tough. Sometimes, you know, we get frustrated with each other. It happens. When you're working, when your business is with your partner, it can be tough sometimes, but we honestly love it and we wouldn't have it any other way.
1: And this next question kind of goes with this one burn asks what are your favorite things about podcasting together and what are your biggest pet peeves
0: i already know what your biggest pet peeve is (laughs) what a few times i've actually got up and taken a break from the episode and daphne will be doing her part and i'm trying to be very very quiet when i come back up the stairs because i don't want to interrupt her but when i walk in through the door Out of the corner of her eye, she sees me and screams at the top of her lungs. This has happened a few times.
1: Okay, to be fair, I have headphones on and I can't hear anything. And when I'm talking into a microphone, I can hear my own voice back. So all I can hear is me. And I'll be talking into the microphone about something really scary. And he'll just (laughs) like creep in and I just see him in the corner of my eye. And it it scares me and I like, I have a reaction where I yell really loud. It is not my fault.
0: I mean, I get it. You're talking about murder, but I'm always like, there's literally no one else in the house. The doors are locked. Like, it's just me.
1: He just gets mad because I scare him and yeah. he feels...
0: I scare her and then she scares me and I almost have a heart attack. So
1: I think that's your pet peeve of me is that I get scared of you, which is your fault.
0: I think it's equal pet peeves going on right here. Um, But I think aside from that... What's um, your favorite
1: thing about working with me on the podcast, Heath?
0: I'd say the best thing about working together on the podcast would be that I really enjoy Daphne's motivation and her work ethic. She really is a go-getter and she gets things done. She doesn't waste time. Aside from that, just being able to have a podcast with your partner is awesome because we get to talk about cases together. You know, we'll watch documentaries together. So I just find that um, fun.
1: It's just really comfortable working together. And as far as pet peeves go, I don't really have any.
0: (laughs) Uh... Except for me scaring you. That
1: I want to mention.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: No, Heath's great. He works really hard too. And it just, I don't know, it's easy working together. So nothing really bothers me about it. But the next question is from Jim. And he asks, do you ever plan on doing any live shows or video recorded shows for Patreon members?
0: I would say that we haven't ever really thought about it. But now that you're bringing it up, um, that's definitely something we could think about for the future.
1: I think in the future, for sure, I'd want to do a live show. I think that would be really fun. I have had a dream of going on tour for my whole life. So, yeah, that would be fun. And I think down the line, when we have like a better setup, I would be down to do some video shows for Patreon members.
0: Yeah, definitely. So the next question that we got is from DJ. She asked us, how do you pick slash research the crimes that you want to cover?
1: It's kind of hard. I go to Reddit a lot and I'll look up like craziest disappearance case or things like that. Or if I stumble upon a case just when I'm looking up different cases, I don't know. I just look up random things on the internet and I find, like, I just go down rabbit holes and find all these names that I've never heard of or names that I have heard of, but I don't really know the story behind it. It kind of takes a while because you have to sift through so many, like how many of these can I talk about for 45 minutes or so? So sometimes it can be really hard, but usually I just Google random shit.
0: Not only that, but we also get suggestions from you guys, which is awesome. We love that because there's still a lot of cases that we haven't heard of as well. And um, also at the same time, there's been like cases that we've wanted to cover for a long time but we never had the opportunity to do it. So now that we have a platform to do that, we're like, hey, let's do this case.
1: Yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for cases, please email us or Instagram or tweet us or whatever because we love hearing those. It just makes it easier for us, but also it just, you know, we like hearing what you guys want to hear too. So that's cool. So our Twitter buddy Nick asked, what is your daily life like and how are you settling into Southern California life? I'm from Southern California, so it's easy for me to settle in here because I've already lived here pretty much my whole life. So it's easy for me. Our daily life, honestly, the podcast has taken up so much time. So when we're not at our other jobs, we are researching cases or we're recording or editing or whatever, doing something for the podcast. And then hopefully a couple times a week, we go out with our friends and go to bars or concerts or whatever. We've been trying to have a social life since we came back to L.A., And that's been going well, but it's kind of hard to balance all of them. So just lots of work.
0: Yeah, definitely. We definitely work a lot on the podcast and just at our regular jobs in general. So um, we do that. But when we're not doing that, you know, we like to go to the beach sometimes, go out to nice restaurants, kick it with friends, kind of typical normal things to do.
1: Our local pub. We love going there as often as we can.
0: Yeah, and we definitely like I'm from Oregon and I moved down here, but I'm actually really loving it. I just wish it wasn't so cold right now. I don't know why it's so cold right now.
1: Yeah, it's really cold right now. And also, you hate the traffic.
0: Oh, yes. Hate the traffic, but getting used to it.
1: Mel asked, what's the creepiest case you worked on this year? That's really hard. The one that comes to mind is Daniel LaPlante because... He was just so creepy and he hid in the walls of someone's house and that just always scared me. Like I literally had a nightmare about that after we did the episode.
0: I'd probably say the same thing. Yeah, the Daniel the Plant episode was definitely creepy. I mean the dudes living in walls and spying on people, uh
1: But also the disappearance cases I can't think of one in particular but the ones where the circumstances are so strange and like nothing adds up are really creepy because you're just like what happened like it just freaks you out but I can't think of one in particular because all of them are that way.
0: Yeah I mean probably aside from Daniel LaPlante I'd say Bryce Les Pisa. yes. Yeah, that was definitely one that we covered where we were just, our minds were going crazy thinking about it, so.
1: I was actually talking to my boss about that one yesterday. Love you, Julia. She listens to our show. She was talking to me about how frustrated she was with the Braceless Pizza episode, and we were talking about it, and I was literally like, couldn't even stand still because we were just going back and forth about how none of it made sense. So I definitely agree. That one's just really, really weird.
0: So the next question that we have is from Christina. She asked us, What are your favorite ice cream flavors, and what did you all think of each other when you met?
1: Okay, ice cream, like we said, we're vegan, so I've been eating less ice cream. But Trader Joe's cherry chocolate chip is so good. It's made from soy milk, I think. But in general, I'm like a chocolate ice cream girl. I love chocolate, anything.
0: And I would probably say dairy-free Ben & Jerry's would be my go-to, I think. I don't really eat a lot of sweets, but if I was going to... Ben and Jerry's.
1: Yeah, Heath doesn't like dessert. I know I'm weird.
0: I'm really weird. I consider my beer dessert, so. And what did we think of each other when uh, we first met Daphne?
1: So when I first got to Heath's apartment, it was his manager at the time was over. And I was like, oh my God, he's like too scared to be alone with me or, he, or this is just like a friendship thing. Like he doesn't want to go on a date. So automatically I was feeling really self-conscious. And then he was being so shy and so quiet and we were just in his apartment listening to pop punk and drinking before we went to this bar and I was like oh my god this dude is so boring because he wasn't saying anything
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she actually texted her friends like might ditch this date because he's so boring.
1: (laughs) When we were at the bar, I was in the bathroom for an extended period of time, like texting my friends because I was like, oh my God, like he's barely talking to me. He totally doesn't like me, all this stuff. And so I just didn't like him that much because I just thought that he wasn't like I'm really goofy. And then later on that night, I think as he loosened up, his goofy side came out because for those of you who don't know Heath, which is most of you. He is like the goofiest, silliest, just wackiest guy in general. He just has a really good sense of humor and he's just always laughing about stuff.
0: It probably doesn't sound that way because I put on my podcast voice.
1: But off the podcast, he's really funny. And once I saw that side, I was into him more. But at first, he didn't show that at all. And then he later told me it was because he was nervous.
0: Yeah, and I can explain the whole manager thing. So what happened is I had just moved into my place. I was living alone. My manager brought some beer over to my house. And I told him, hey, man, like I've got a date coming. You got to bounce when she gets here. And he pretty much just hung around.
1: And I didn't know that that was why. So anyway, it was an awkward start. But when, I, but when I met
0: Daphne, like, my, my first reaction to her was, wow, she's beautiful. She seems really cool. And then when I found out she was into, like, pop punk music, I was like, all right, cool. And then she later at the bar explained that she was into horror movies. And from there, I was like, dream girl, cha-ching. So the next question that we have is from Kelly. And Kelly asked us, have either of you had a brush with a scary crime in your personal life?
1: So my aunt disappeared when I was not yet born. So, no.
0: Um, I would say yes, and I we actually covered this case. It was the Jessica Ridgway case. Uh, at the time I was dating a girl whose dad was working on that case, and I remember going to the search party for that case. So, t- for me, it because it was in somewhat of a small town, it really impacted everybody in the community, and I was a part of that community at that time. So, it made me feel really unnerved and I felt like there was kind of this panic throughout the town searching for this little girl, and tragically, um, it didn't end very well. So that was kind of my brush with that, as well as when I lived in Westminster, Colorado. I lived pretty close to the Aurora shooting, so that was, I mean, I didn't have a brush with it, but the fact that it, was, it felt so close to me was very scary.
1: Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to our episode on Jessica Ridgeway, go check it out. It's a really, really devastating case. Sarah Elizabeth asked, How are you handling your new success slash fame and is it overwhelming? So I've definitely, we've noticed a spike of listeners recently, which has been really great. I wouldn't say fame, but thank you for saying that. But we're really appreciative of everyone who listens to the show and we hope to just keep growing and growing and just make this a thing.
0: Yeah, we love the support from everyone. It's been super great and having conversations with you guys about specific cases is awesome. Because obviously, we want to keep those cases in the limelight. And if you guys have been listening, please, please make sure you tell your friends and your family because it's, it's helping us grow. And, you know, we love, we love to hear feedback from you guys and we love to create this show and we want to continue doing it. So make sure you tell someone. So Tyson and Anna asked us, what was the hardest part of starting your podcast?
1: Without a doubt, time management. When we started, we were both working full-time jobs. We worked until, you know, the evening time and we'd come home and want to have dinner, but then we would work so late into the night. I mean, we still do that, but now we both work a little bit less, so it's a little bit easier. But at first, working full-time jobs, like having a podcast is a full-time job in itself. So like having two full-time jobs obviously is really hard, especially when you're researching such sad stuff. So it kind of takes a toll a little bit. So I would just say the hardest part was, for me at least, was definitely just trying to get everything done and also have time for yourself and also be able to enjoy life because there's just not enough hours in the day.
0: True. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I would say, you know, committing that time to doing what you're doing, it's very, very hard. But if you stick with it, you can definitely do it.
1: Olivia asked, how old are you guys and where are you from?
0: So I am from a very small farming town in Oregon. So it's a little bit north of Eugene, Oregon, actually, and I'm 31 years old. So I actually started a band and I moved to Eugene, which is pretty close to where I grew up. And then from there, I moved to Colorado in 2011, lived there for a few years, then moved back to Eugene, lived there until I moved to L.A., which was just four months ago.
1: I'm 25 years old. I'm from... LA. So I grew up in the Malibu, Calabasas area. So I have lived in LA my whole life. And then I went to Oregon to visit my dad after I went to England and spent some time there. And then I ended up moving to Oregon after I met Heath. And we lived there for a little over a year and a half. And then like Heath said, we both just moved to LA or I moved back to LA.
0: Next question we have is from Emma. And she asked us, If you could work on any case throughout history as a detective, which would it be?
1: I just have to give this basic answer and say the Zodiac, because that's just always been my favorite case. I know that's probably like everyone's favorite case.
0: I would probably say the Black Dahlia murder. I would say that I would like to be a detective on that just because it's so interesting to me. And the fact that it's kind of an older case makes it even more interesting to me to be a detective during that time.
1: So the next question is from Chrissy, and she asked, how did you come up with the name Going West?
0: Okay, so (laughs) wow, yeah, that was a tough one. Honestly, we were thinking and thinking forever about names, trying to come up with names.
1: So the day that we decided we were going to start a true crime podcast was Christmas Day. And so obviously a big part of starting a podcast is having a name. So we spent hours and hours and hours. We were like pacing, Googling all this stuff, We had no idea what we were going to call ourselves. And Heath looked up, what did you look up, synonyms for dying or something?
0: I think it was like synonyms for like losing your mind or passing away or something like that. And I found going west. And then I thought, hmm, that's kind of interesting.
1: Well, you found go west. Because to go west means to die or disappear. So we are like, go west, That that doesn't really roll. And then we're like, what about going west? So for those of you who didn't know, Going west means to die or disappear, pretty much. So that's why it kind of fits with the true crime aspect.
0: Yeah, people would say back in the day, they would be like, oh, like, did you hear about whoever, they went west or they've gone west? And that meant that they had either lost their mind or they had passed away. So I just thought it was kind of interesting and something different. So we stuck with it. The next question is from Andrea, and she asked us, why Cheerio? Daphne, why Cheerio?
1: So Cheerio was our original tagline at the end was keep it real and stay weird cheerio. Heath would say keep it real and stay weird. I would say cheerio. And then we kind of changed it to don't be a stranger. So but everyone has been asking us to say cheerio again, which I think is really funny because I don't know why you guys like it. In the end of the first episode that we recorded, Heath just said keep it real and stay weird like randomly unplanned. And the first thing that came to my mind was cheerio because that's just something I say in my daily life. Cheerio, cheers. So it was just like a natural rolled off the tongue for you. Just worked. So Megan asked, what are your favorite horror movies? And then we also had a couple people ask what our favorite movies are in general. So Heath, you can start with your favorite horror
0: Oh my gosh, this is going to be a really long list. Sorry, guys. You're going to be here for another hour. <laughs> top top three. Um, I, uh, Top three. I could give you like a top five, possibly. So first of all, Lost Boys.
1: That's not a horror movie.
0: I consider it a horror movie. It's one of my favorites. So I'm just going to throw that one in there. On top of that, Black Christmas. I don't know if I'm just saying that because it's Christmas time or the holidays. But, but no, actually, it, it really is a great film. So definitely check that one out. Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, great film, really loved it, thought it was fantastic. The Exorcist is in there as well, just a wonderfully made movie. And then on top of that, probably Jaws because I'm a really big summer guy and I like the water and I just think that that's a great film. But honestly, I could go on and on and on. So if you're a horror person and you want to talk horror, make sure you head over to our Twitter at Going GoingWestPod. Let's talk some horror.
1: So I have to agree on Black Christmas, of course. Uh, the original, obviously, is just genuinely like the creepiest movie I've ever seen because it's not gory. It, there's not a lot of special effects, things like that, because it was made in the 70s. A
0: lot of suspense.
1: It's just genuinely really, really creepy. Like you just creeped out by the things that happened. So you guys should watch that if you haven't. Um, the original Halloween has always been one of my favorites, obviously.
0: Oh, yeah. John Carpenter.
1: The new Stephen King's It, that movie I loved, and I don't really like modern horror movies very much. Um, I actually really like old horror movies. Like, I'm a big Alfred Hitchcock fan. I wouldn't really consider a lot of his movies horror, but at the time they were, so I'm going to put them in here. Big into Alfred Hitchcock and then just the original Universal Monster movies. I just grew up on those. I was actually, I grew up in Studio City, California, so that's where Universal Studios is. So as a kid, My mom would take me and my three siblings to Universal Studios twice a week. And so I just really grew up on the Universal monster movies. And also, fun fact, my great, 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 great aunt is Mary Shelley Wollstonecraft and she wrote Frankenstein. So I've always had that deep connection with Frankenstein and, you know, the other monster movies. So what about regular movies? I actually always have a list in my phone. So I'm just going to name my top few. My favorite movie probably of all time is The Village by M. Night Shyamalan. Just so beautiful. Such a good movie. I, it's one of my favorites forever. I already said this earlier, but Zodiac. I love Zodiac. American Beauty is amazing. Before Sunrise is great. And then Drive is one of my favorite movies too. And then obviously like Back to the Future trilogy and I love Abbott and Costello so much. So all the Abbott and Costello movies, especially Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I like
0: like a lot of 80s goofy comedies. So things like Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. I really like First Blood, Rambo First Blood, great movie, Club Paradise, Weekend at Bernie's, Cocktail, Summer School, things like that. Love Mark Harmon.
1: So our next question is from Christy and she asked, did Adnan do it? So Serial is actually what got me into podcasts years ago. And I had listened to it when, like just after the last episode came out is when I found out about it. So I binged the whole season in a day and I was literally pacing around my mom's house, just freaking out. And just like deep in my heart, I don't think that he did it. I just don't.
0: I'm gonna have to say that I don't have an opinion. I know I sound probably like a shitty true crime enthusiast, but I've actually never listened to Serial. Don't murder me.
1: I think that you should. I try to listen to it maybe every year because it's just so good.
0: It's, it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I just kind of just haven't. You know what I mean?
1: One of those things.
0: Our next question is from Win Kelly. And she asked, because of the cases you cover, how do you keep the emotions out of it?
1: Some cases are harder than others. I just feel like, you know, some of them really affect us in the details and obviously having to deeply research these cases and then write about them and then talk about them can be kind of hard depending on what the case is.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes we do have our emotions, but we try to keep them out of our episodes and maybe just talk to each other about them because, you know, we really try to remain unbiased in these cases because we know that a lot of people have opinions and you know we're not trying to tell you that your opinion is wrong or your opinion is wrong so if we can remain unbiased in situations like this we try to do that.
1: Mindy asked if you could have answers to one unsolved case which one would it be? Obviously I want to solve my aunt's case that is like a goal of mine in life Heath and I have talked about it a lot. Um, We're actually going to CrimeCon this year, which is in Orlando, Florida. And my aunt disappeared from Florida when my family was living there. My mom or my mom was living in L.A. at the time. But her sister, Carol, the one who went missing, Carol and my grandparents were living in Florida. And so we've been talking about it for a while, like going to Florida, because I've been in communication with the investigators for years And they say that it's the only case they've ever worked on that still haunts them. And so I just want to do something for it, like whether it's a documentary or another podcast or whatever. I just want closure for my family so bad. So I would love to have that case be solved.
0: Honestly, I'm going to say probably, I mean, honestly, all of these cases I want to see solved, of course, because I want justice for all the victims. And I know that that's... A very hard thing to do. I would say probably your aunt's case. And then uh, Brian Schaefer was always kind of strange to me. That's definitely one we've thought about many, many hours. So probably Brian Schaefer.
1: That's a good answer. Yeah, we cover a lot of missing persons cases or unsolved cases just because I think they're really interesting to be able to go in and think yourself like what could have happened to this person. But obviously, at the end of the day, there is a grieving family who has no idea what happened to their loved one. And so, you know, it just is awful that there are so many unsolved cases out there. So definitely the ones that we talk about too. I mean, every unsolved case that we've ever talked about, I want to solve.
0: And the last question we have for you guys, Samantha asked us, what are your plans for 2020? Well, first of all, we definitely, like we just mentioned, want to do a documentary on Daphne's aunt's case. So that's a big one for us. We want to be able to try and solve it. We have a filmmaker friend who creates films. So we want to take him with us to Florida and see if maybe we can put something together and see if we can create a full-length documentary for you guys. So we'll see if that happens.
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. I really want Going West to become you know, bigger. I would love for more people to listen to our show, of course. That's a definite big goal for 2020. I want to come out with a cookbook.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a goal in 2020. And also a goal for us in 2020 was to go to CrimeCon this year. And congratulations to us. We're going to be there. So we're really, really excited for that. We're going to be on podcast row with a bunch of other awesome podcasts. So if you're thinking about going, you should definitely go. It's going to be a blast.
1: I would love to potentially do a live show in 2020. I feel like maybe by the second half of the year, we would be more prepared for that. We'll see. That would be really awesome. If you guys would like something like that, please let us know and let us know where you are.
0: Yeah. And we'll try to set it up so we can do that for you guys.
1: Thank you so much, everybody, for your questions. This was really fun to do. We hope that this gives you a little bit better idea of who we are and what we're all about. So thank you, guys. And thank you for being with us for our one year anniversary and happy new year.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We're so happy to have been doing this podcast for an entire year. It's awesome. Uh, We're so excited to have you guys as listeners. You guys are amazing. And we feel so much support and love from you guys. So big thanks.
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West.
0: Yes, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to our one-year Podversary New Year episode. And next week, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into.
1: Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Going West Podcast.
0: Or you can check us out on Twitter at Going West
1: Pod. Remember we have merch on our store, goingwestpodcast.com, hit the shop button and use code new year no spaces to get 25% off your purchase.
0: That's new year no spaces to get 25% off your purchase. Also, for those of you going to CrimeCon, use code West20 at checkout. Go to crimecon.com, use that code to get 10% off your standard badge. Can't wait to see you all there. It's gonna be a blast. Love you guys. So for everybody out there in the world,
1: Don't be a stranger, cheerio.